0: Boom, coming in hot, Chinchy. How we doing today, Cuz? Doing good, man.
1: We got a big winter storm coming here. Hasn't snowed on it on Long Island yet this year, but apparently it's over.
0: Wow. It, dude. It, it snowed here this morning. We were supposed to have this winter winter uh, advisory in effect. It snowed for like two hours, and I was like, "Oh man, it's gonna be nasty." And then it started raining, and it's all gone.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. You ever so, notice that it's like kind of warm when it's snowing, and it's colder when it stops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what I do. Anyway, so here we go. We talked, we previewed, we made our pitches for guys for the Hall of Fame yesterday. Mm-hmm. The deal is done. We got to start with the positives, right? You're happy for Scott yeah. Rowland, Big time, right?
0: Oh. Dude, I'm super happy. Hang on. Hang on a second here. Yeah. I'm super, super happy for Scott Rowland, bro. I mean, he's, he's well deserving to get in the Hall of Fame like i said when you when you, I played against this guy my whole career and watched his career and just how good he was, man, defensively he's one of the best ever, you know I mean, and I think what is it he's he's one of only in the last forty years he's only the second third baseman to get in besides Chipper Jones mm-hmm. for whatever reason, yeah, there's not a ton of third basemen in cooperstown it's tough to get in there that, that that position is judged highly, yeah, but when you go back and look at Roland's you know numbers, eight gold gloves just just behind. Arenado, Mike Schmidt, and Brooks Robinson. Um, and I think, I think the one thing, he, and even Roland after, in the interview last night was great. He was talking about, hey, listen, I pride myself in my defense because I knew if I didn't hit, do something offensively night in and night out, I could do something defensively that would help the team win. He also said another thing, Chinch, that I love, and I think this is so true for anybody that's a baseball fan out there, anyone that has kids that play baseball, he said, you know when you watch Scott Rowland play, how hard he played the game. He said he took pride in his base running, because base running shows your character. Base running shows who you are. Base running shows how much you care. You know your integrity. I just thought that was great because I think that's so true. I remember Dave Collins right. saying when, who was our uh, base running coach when I was with the Reds, one of my first years there. He got everybody together. I he said if you don't have, if you don't have a four-second sprint down the line every time you hit, take the uniform off. And when I saw I like it, when that. you watch Scott Rowland play, man, this guy was hard on the field, hard off the field, sprinting down to first every time, scoring from first on a double in the gap, turning singles into doubles, played the game hard, played the game right. So, you know, whenever you watch Scott Rowland play, you go, Man, I'd pay to I'd pay to bring my sons to say, son, that's how you play the game right there. Just watch Scott Rowland and how he plays the game. And yeah. I think people appreciated that. I think the voters appreciated that too.
1: I agree. I somebody made a point shoot I apologize for not remember who it was last night, but it was a really cool point saying look at the managers Scott Rowland played for, like Tito uh Cito maybe? I guess I don't remember. They, they listed the names Tony La Tony, LaRue, Tony LaRue, they listed all the names of the managers manager Scott Roland played for, and they're all some of the best managers in history. And what does that say about Scott Rowland? I want Scott Rowland on my team if I'm going to yeah, try dusty, to win a championship. Dusty, I think he played dusty, for Dusty, Dusty, dusty Baker, yeah, I'm sorry, in I don't Cincinnati have in front of me. But yes. yeah, it's,
0: I think it's Tito, Tony Larusa. Um, uh, I don't think Tito. I think it was a John no, Gibbons right. he played for in no, Toronto. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll but but he definitely it. played for Dusty in Cincinnati. So those are some pretty good. Those are those are some legendary coaches.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the other cool thing,
0: and Larry Boa.
1: Oh, and Larry Poe, that's who it was. <laughs> the other cool thing I heard about was like, you know, he gets to he gets to the Phillies and he's learning from guys who played with Mike Schmidt. Like, and you right. know, that's the other thing. The one last thing I'll say about him is like he was hyped. He was almost we didn't have all the TV and everything that we have now, but I remember when Roland was coming up, that was kind of close to like when Bryce Harper was coming up. And I always think it's an amazing thing when somebody can be that hyped and still perform and still get to the forget about just being a good player like you know J.D. Drew was supposed to be you know the next Mickey Mantle he had a really good career when these guys can come up hyped you're 21 years old you're going to be the face of our franchise and then you fast forward and that person's a hall of famer it says something first of all about the character of the person I think because that means you're not resting on your laurels and having you know everybody pat you on the back for being so good you got to put in the work and he put in the work and he's a hall of famer and he's very well deserving in, in my opinion
0: I agree, dude. He and he delivered. You're right. It was a rookie of the year in 97. And just, you know, I played against him. Obviously, and he put up big numbers in the World Series. It was eight for nineteen, hit over four hundred, a couple home runs, or a home run, drove in five runs, scored five, whatever. You know, he was a big part of that two thousand six, you know, Cardinal team that ended up winning the whole thing. So uh, you know, well deserved, Scott. Congratulations, brother. And uh, you know, incredible.
1: There you go. All right. So now let's dig in what I'm kind of annoyed with here. Uh, Helton doesn't get in, but everybody's like, "Oh, yo, he's in good shape. He's gonna get in next next year." And we were talking about this before we come out. I, I get so annoyed where it's like, all of a sudden, within one year, Todd Helton is twenty percent better of a baseball player than he was. <laughs> he, he hasn't played. <laughs> Nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. Right. And I know that, that. I know it. We have good friends who do this, and they take it. A lot of them take it very seriously. Some of these writers, uh, but it's just like, I don't care that like, oh, you can only put ten. You can't do this. I'm gonna put this guy on and not put that guy on. I uh, I technically understand it, but I don't respect it as much because Todd Helton didn't get any better. He hasn't played a game in five years.
0: <laughs> but yeah, all of right. a sudden,
1: he's, he's again, 15% better. But hoping that right. he gets in next year, right? What's your take on him?
0: He was only 11 votes shy, dude. I know. He was he's 11 right votes shy of getting in. I mean, uh, listen, look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Even his road splits, you know, are better than some of the best players that are in Cooperstown. So, you know, Todd Helton's Hall of Famer. He's going to get in next year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you're 11 votes shy. You know, he's trending upward. I'm, I'm glad the voters are, you know, I, what is it, what they say, The, the his first year he got I
1: believe 13, like, 29.2, 29.2 in 2020.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been trending upwards. He bumped 20% this year. Yeah, That's a lot. That is a lot. 52 to 20. Yeah. But you're right, That's This is why it's the best Hall of Fame. It's the toughest Hall of Fame to get in because, you know, you know, there's, people are really breaking it down look at the numbers i think i think the new voters some of the new guys that are getting that are starting to get a vote are bringing in that new school mentality of the war and the ops plus and the you know uh wrc and all these you know different numbers that are factoring in you know i think that i think that's starting to make some of these guys look way more appealing than just Maybe an old school guy that might say, "Well, the course field effect."
1: Yeah, whatever. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, without you know without I mean? doing no. without doing the homework on it, I, yeah, I agree like, with that.
0: Yeah. So, so I think that you know he's he's sitting good. I think the other guy, Billy Wagner, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what is he at? Sixty eight point one. Yep. He has two years remaining. Yeah, um, I,
1: he seems like he's yeah. gonna be a Hall of Famer within the next couple of years. I think. Yeah. I think so wait let's keep going down that list andrew jones 58.1 yeah. again that's in this world that's a pretty darn good number for him i think he's
0: people are dude the problem with andrew jones was he he played about three years too many mm. and at the end of his career he was like one i think one year he hit 190 180 yeah you're like man this guy needs to hang it out but dude you forget about the first 15 years of his career His guy was elite
1: dude his 10-year window like his dude. main 10-year window you put up against Offensive players, not just defensive players.
0: Yeah. Like, he was, was as good deep. and
1: consistent a hitter as anybody in, in baseball history, I, I and, think. And,
0: and, and a lot of times, the voters will say, hey, over a 10-year period, would you want one of the best players in the game? Yeah. He was top five in the game. He changed the game in center field. Yeah. And like we talked about yesterday, when Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox all mention you in their Hall of Fame speech, why didn't they mention all the guys? Great point. You mentioned Andrew Jones because – the guy covered a continent out there. He covered a right center, <laughs> left center. He covered, and he covered back. It was incredible, dude. I played against this guy in the minor leagues all the way through my whole career. Never seen anything like it. No one was will ever be as good as Andrew Jones in the outfit. I'm dead serious when I say that.
1: Yeah. Great, was great, that good. great interview with d yesterday. Did you watch yeah. it? So uh, good. Yeah. d great. So but good. It was such yeah. a good interview. And, dude, you forget. I Like... You don't think about 19 years old hitting home runs and then hitting two in a world series in one yeah. game at Yankee stadium stadium. That check that put that in a box. Nobody else can say that in the world in history. You
0: know, you know what's so incredible about that change? Two and a half months earlier, he and I were on the, oh. we're in Rancho Cucamonga on the A ball Carolina league, high A ball wow. all-star team. Two months later, He's hitting tanks at Yankee Stadium. I remember Holy I went crap. back to University, I went back to Richmond because I had one one semester to go. And I'm like, and all the people that are from, you know, Atlanta you know, a lot of people go to Richmond. They're like, look at this guy, Andrew Jones. I'm like, I was just on the same <laughs> team as this guy. Two and a half months ago. He was an A ball. Now he's hitting he could be the MVP of the World Series, you know, had they won it. Yeah. As a 19-year-old kid.
1: Holy moly. Holy moly. So cool. All right. Yeah. Now, let's get into our next guy, Chef. Let's go. 55% yeah. now. All well, right. Well, that's, yeah. That's he's got legit, one right? year left. What's
0: that? That he's that, that over the 50%. Yeah, that's mark.
1: A, it's a big thing. It's a big marker. And I do also think, I think a lot of these guys, like the Kens and, and, and the Heymans, who are really, really devout into this kind of stuff, I don't remember who voted for whom, but the, those type of guys take into account, like, I don't want to be the guy to knock. Gary Sheffield off the ballot next year. So that's why a lot of those numbers skew up. Like, when you see somebody that close in near the last year, that's usually when they get over the top. Because, like, a writer doesn't want to go home and sleep on his pillow saying, I'm the guy that kept Gary Sheffield out of the Hall of Fame. So that's an interesting thought for next year. But yeah. bottom line is, put him in a freaking Hall of Fame. Freaking that's 3-4 hitter in a Hall of, ever.
0: Gary Sheffield's a yeah. Hall of Famer in my book, man. I mm-hmm. played with him. I'm so fortunate, bro. When I look back at my career, dude, I played with – Ken Griffey Jr. for six years, Barry Larkin for eight years. Uh, you know, I'm going down to Cooperstown guys, but, you know, then I go, then I go to Boston and I get a chance to play with, you know, David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez and, you know, just some of the great, great players that Dustin Pedroia, some of the best players that have ever played the game, you know, Yuke, Mikey, Lowe, all those guys, you know, and then you in Detroit, you know, I get to play for Jim Leland and these guys. And I got to play for with Gary Sheffield in Detroit in that 2007 season Man, you know Hall of Famers when you see them. When you're playing against these guys, when you're hitting in their groups and during batting practice, you see how they go about their business. It, listen, man, back in 2000, I think it was 2003 when he was with the Atlanta Braves and when we had Chef on here, uh, you know, he talked about it. It was the hardest ball I've ever seen hit. He hit. It wasn't even a homer. He hit a line drive to left field. It freaking ricocheted off Adam Dunn's shoulder. It was a bullet, dude. He just waggles it, wham. A, it looked like Dunner was playing in at third. Yeah. It hit so hard it skimmed off the ground, hit Dunner in the shoulder, like ricocheted off his shoulder. We were busting Dunner's chops on right. like, duty, And Dunner's like, I didn't even see it. <laughs> I was playing in left field, and I said, that's how hard Gary Sheffield hit the ball. As consistent as they come, and you were saying it yesterday, Chinch, it wasn't like he went from thirty to seventy homers. If he had to have a thirty-three homer a year, then a forty-three homer a year, you know, but it was somewhere between twenty to 40 homers his whole career look at his body it never changed because people are going to say well wow, he was involved with the bond steroid cream and stuff like that like you know he goes to his grave saying you know listen dude i went out to work out bonds i got into this mess whatever at the end of the day gary sheffield for me is a hall of famer Love it. that's the bottom line let's get him in on his last his last year next year i, I like the fact that he's over 50 percent now and let's see where it goes but let's yeah. get him in
1: let's get him in no question all right uh one other guy who trending Wells Beltran in his first year 46.5% that's a hot number when you're just yeah. getting in there um, yeah. the question I, ha- I said to you before this and I'd like you to say this on the air your answer yeah. why don't why or I'll just say this as a statement you say fact or fiction uh, the steroid guys what they did is worse than Carlos Beltran cheating true or false
0: I think it was, I think the steroid guys was worse because it, you know, they changed their, they changed who they are as human beings. You became a mm. different human, you know, Carlos Beltran to me, like, Hey, listen, they just took it too far. They took that thing too far and they got, you know, they got raked over the coals for it. You know, at the end of the day, they got, you know, and he did too, you know, he was going to be right. the Mets manager next thing you know, he's out of baseball, he's in hiding, you know, I think he was embarrassed by it, um, and I think it was just a learning lesson for all of us. You know, it was you know, but at the end of the day, I don't. That was like his last year in the big leagues, right? It was like, okay, yeah. And also, everybody was involved. It wasn't just Carlos Beltran. Right. Everyone could have said no, hey, dude, we're not doing that. But everyone said yes, right? And the fact that everyone was involved kept it going. Yeah. So if everyone said no, Carlos Beltran's not even in the conversation because they're not doing that. You, yeah. you know what I mean. So good at point. the end of the day, it is what it is. Was it good? No. Is it a black eye on baseball? Yeah. Is it a black eye on Beltron? Yeah. Should it keep him out of Cooperstown? No.
1: No, I agree. It should
0: Not keep him out of Cooperstown.
1: No, that's good. And you made a good point. He served. He served some penance for that, man. He, he, all right, he wants dude. to do. All this guy wanted to do for the last fifteen years is become a manager, and he. He got it, right. and, hey, slap on your on your wrist for right. and, uh, what you did. So, yeah, I agree.
0: And, and look at Alex Cora, man. I mean, AC's one of my yeah. best friends, but he was involved. To I me, mean, he was right – you know, he was involved just like Beltron was. He got a year off, you know, suspended, and he's back as the Red Sox manager. And, you know, we have a very forgiving society and forgiving culture. And Beltron paid his penance, and let's – you know, I'd like to see him in the dugout at some point, and I'd also like to see him in Cooperstown. Another I like guy that. I played against saying – one of the best switch hitters of all time. I was in his hitting group in 2004, bro, at the all-star game in Houston. And it is when he was, just got traded to the Astros. I mean, remember, he took them to another level in 04. It's incredible. Now, Chinch, there's something about, when you, even when you're in the big leagues, you're like, man, these guys are incredible. But there's something about, if you turned your back to the cages, or you closed your eyes, there's only a handful of guys that I played with that when you close your eyes, you go, Hmm, that's a little louder. That's a lot louder than, uh, than, than, than every other big leaguer Carlos Beltran was one of those guys. I hit in his hitting group at Oh four. And I'm like,
1: wow. Yeah. That's that a, is
0: loud coming off his bat.
1: That's a good one. That's, you know, yeah. You know what else I, I, I kind of observed with him through the years. It's like, I played with this. Uh, I played football in high school with this kid, Damien Delasting. He was so great. And he was... But, like, he always just to get, like... Everybody be like, Damien, stop dogging it. Stop dogging it. Because he never looked like anything he was doing was difficult. So right. he'd be one of the fastest guys on the team. But he didn't look like he was hustling. Like, he didn't look like he was running hard. He could catch every pass, but it didn't look like he gave a shit. But he did. But he Bel- did. Beltran, like... Made the game look so easy that I don't think he really got credit when he was playing for being like you said switch hitting check great defense in the outfield check check steal some bases check look there was a there was a year he had he had forty one and forty two Stolen bases in back-to-back years. But in, did you ever think, wow, Carlos Beltran's real real fast. Did you ever think, oh, Carlos Beltran's going to hit three home runs today? But guess what? He would steal bases, and he would hit three home runs in a game right. from both sides of the plate. Like, he just made it look so easy that that we almost – I personally, like, think a lot of times when I was covering him, we took him for granted for how great of a talent he was.
0: was I agree, dude. I, you know, and, I, and I think, too, like, he also played in the era, you know, steroid era where guys are hitting 50-plus home runs. So, like – you know, certain guys would just get overlooked, you know, because so many guys, his numbers were padded. I think Beltron at times was one of those guys, you know, like, ah, man, you know, he's, you know, but this guy was one of the best, dude. One of the best. And like I said, man, it was a little louder than everybody else. And I always think like a lot of those guys in Cooperstown, Ken Griffey juniors, you know, the David Ortiz has got some, Gary Sheffields. Those are the guys that I played with. And I go, that's a little louder.
1: Mm hmm. That's a great. Everyone else. I like that. You know? I like that. All right. A couple guys who are not, not looking good here. A Rod and Manny. And I'll add Veskel to that. Veskel's different. Veskel, yeah. different. We don't even really need to get into him as much. But A Rod and Manny. A Rod's got 35.7. Manny, 33.2. They're not trending in a positive direction. It seems as if I, it does not look. Like they're getting in. It just doesn't look like they'll eventually get in. I
0: think one of the one of the big things with A-Rod and Manny is they both got busted a couple times while the testing was in was was going. Right. Big point. If you even go back to Gary Sheffield, there was no testing then. You know what I mean? There was, you know, with the hypothetical. Well, he used the cream with bonds. Okay, but there still was no testing. Great point. You know what I mean? So A-Rod got busted twice, and Manny got busted twice, I think, while. The steroid testing was in full effect. Good point. I think that's a huge black eye.
1: That's a that, that's great really, point. That's
0: kind, of a, that's kind of a middle finger to Major League Baseball to say, I don't give a crap. I'm going to do what I do because my ego is a little bigger than the game and I ain't getting caught, and they did. and So I think that's a big, big black eye for
1: well, them. The other one is <laughs> – a-Rod sued Major League
0: Baseball <laughs>
1: while know. he was still playing professional baseball. I, mean, I know. It's funny. Everybody says, like, who said it last night? I think it was Joel Sherman made a nice point where he said, uh, listen, you know, you might not like the guy. And he's like, I don't really know anybody who knows more and loves baseball more than A-Rod. He's like, I have very few people know it, studied it, practiced it as hard as I could. And he goes, but some things, it's it's hard to get past. You sue, your like that—that'd be like you going. I don't even know how to compare it. That'd be like
0: uh, MLB, suing your MLB boss. Su- and then you suing a-
1: MLB Network and then going in for this t- to do IT tomorrow while you're suing them. <laughs> that's just, that's exactly what that was. And then they let him back in. That was that's his, his story is an all timer. He he's in his own hall of fame. His own yeah. hall of like.
0: Uh, craziness whatever yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah and by the way he's still one of the faces of baseball he's always on tv he's doing everything he's back he's in he's in so i don't think
0: reinvented himself reinvented himself thanks john entz
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) there you go good point good point um all right one now this one's yeah this one's a tough one jeff kent you're out see you in however many years
0: on the uh yeah i I i think they got this one wrong Jeff Kent, you know, all-time leading home run hitter as a second baseman was an MVP back when, you know, he was with Bonds in in San Fran. I played against him in Houston. This guy was as clutch as they come. Jeff Kent's a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry, he's one of the greatest second basemen of all time, especially the greatest, one of the greatest offensive second basemen of all time. And in baseball nowadays, you got to be able to hit. He was an offensive second baseman when the second basemen weren't offensive. You know what I mean? So so at the end of the day, man, I hope they get this right at some point with the Veterans Committee and Kent gets elected in.
1: Well, can I add one thing? Like, you were playing against him. I don't recall in my head ever, like, watching a a game, Jeff Kent's playing second base going, "Uh, this guy can't do it. Or like, oh, this guy's a liability. Don't hit it to Kent. I've never... I can't even recall some plays. Like maybe, of course, maybe did he not turn double plays the same way other guys did? Who knows? He, did he, he turn? Yeah. But but he had a great arm. He had he had a good arm, I think. Good enough arm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Didn't he start as a short? Wasn't he a shortstop? I think it was like a third, I, think, I, third, a third base. I can't remember. But maybe with yeah. the Mets, came up with the Mets Indians. Yeah. 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 But dude, you're 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 right, Chinch. This guy made all the routine plays. He turned a nice double play. Maybe he didn't have the the, the most of ranges. The most range of anybody but you know listen he made the he turned to he made the routine plays and you know he played hard dude this guy played hard i think what hurts kent at the end of the day he was kind of an ornery dude he wasn't like you know it wasn't so great to the media maybe he wasn't even so great to his teammates and i think that hurts him a little bit which is kind of bs because mm. you, you, you want to judge his body of work but at the end of the day it's like shilling look at shilling shillings not in all things yeah. just because you know, that last year he, he ran his mouth, you know, mm-hmm. about, well, forget, just don't vote for me. It's like, you got to mm-hmm. play the game of life too, dude. At some, at some times you just got to be like, Hey man, you know, I'm just doing the best I can or whatever. Like you don't need to speak your mind all the time and just, you don't yeah. need to be brutally honest. Yeah. it's very you true. Know what I mean, yeah. You know,
1: you don't have, if you don't have something nice to say about somebody, maybe just don't say it at all. I yeah. Think sometimes right. I still never forget that. When him and bonds got into that fight, that was one of the most, that was just so cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> They're throwing each other around in a dugout. That was so crazy. Yeah, on the same team. Anyway. Um, incredible. Yeah, but, oh, and by the way, the, the one last thing on him, it's like, shouldn't you get extra credit for playing a middle infield position? Because I can guarantee you, right now there's got to be at least 30 dudes who were grazing in the outfield who are in all Hall of Fame right now. Like, right. think about that. Like, I don't know. I, I, the, the whole defensive metrics thing kind of bummed me out, but I think you're right. I think it's more of, I think you're right. I think it's more of like he maybe not, didn't treat some of these yeah. reporters as right. well. Right. That's, that's a dude. vote. That's two votes. That's three votes. You're, right. you're, it's an election. <laughs> it's an election. Well, and, so you want and, guys well, to vote and, for you.
0: And like you said, and if, it come, if you can vote for ten guys, and you got and he's your eleventh ten guy, you're going to go with the guy that treated you better. You know, you're yeah. we're human beings.
1: Yes, you're true. These yes, reporters are gonna, oh, look
0: at the numbers. Okay, Kent's on the ballot up. Maybe he's number eleven or ten, and. Well, they're going to keep him at 11 because this guy at 10 is a better guy. Yeah. They think.
1: Hey, anybody out there looking for a job when you get into the workforce, get really close with the scheduler, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Always be good with your scheduler because when you are, you get that little better shift. And they don't even, and like you said, sometimes it's just psychology of it. Like, this guy's a good guy. I don't want to give him a Saturday work day. That guy's kind of an asshole. I'll see you Saturday and Sunday.
0: (laughs) Some of the best advice my dad ever gave me was, two things that people that people love people love to be recognized and the sweetest sound anyone can ever hear is their name so recognize people and figure find out what their name is and say hi what's up rich how's it going today brother i love that and and then you walk off and the guy goes man i feel good that felt good i'm gonna remember that guy and guess what a lot of times when it comes into cooperstown voting that's the stuff that matters with these i'm just sorry we're human beings you're right that makes, it makes me, reminds me, I am horrible with names.
1: I shake somebody's <laughs> hand for the first time, and it goes, poof! And then for like a week, I'm just like, what's up, boss? Hey, chief. Hey, guy.
0: Hey, what's up, guy? <laughs> big man? Big
1: man. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, we covered the gamut here, man. Good, Good stuff. Brother. I think awesome. we're going to, I think next year's actually going to be very, very exciting. And by the way, let's not forget... This is a pretty cool class with Roland and Fred McGriff. Don't forget, it's going to be there. So, oh, that's good. that's that, going to be a that's fun. Great. That's yeah. going to be fun. I can't wait to talk and, more and, about him.
0: And then the next year, guys, will be Joe Mauer's going to be up. Adrian Beltray should be up. That should be a first ballot, right? Mm-hmm. Three thousand hits, five hundred mm-hmm. overs. David Wright, your boy, and oh, yeah. uh, Chase Utley. That should Ooh, be interesting. So, a lot some good of good names. questions. Yeah, good names coming up. Yep. Um, do you think Mauer's a Hall of Famer? <sighs> it's tough.
1: Uh, you got to start comparing him to other catchers who are in the Hall of Fame, which is also almost impossible to do because like you can't re- you can you can't really compare like Yogi Berra's numbers to somebody who played in this era and things like that. But for a time, man, was he was the best. He wasn't just the best hitter; he was the best catcher, and that's saying a
0: lot. But yeah, the... three three batting titles, dude. Yeah. Three batting titles, three. gold was draws, Four silver sluggers, four All Star games, and an MVP.
1: I would like career, to see him get career in. Career
0: three hundred six hitter in a fifty five point two WAR, uh-huh. which ranks seventh amongst catchers all time.
1: Oh, let's play every man. other
0: catcher in the top tens in the Hall of Fame.
1: You sold. i mean You so sold we'll me see. on
0: it. We'll see. Really fun. The same, we have the same career home runs. I think one hundred thirty. Really. Mauer. Yeah.
1: You know, and you were both real good. Gap to bat, You guys kind of hit very yeah. similarly in a lot in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah.
0: No, we did. Yeah. High
1: average. Gap to gap. Yeah. Some pop yeah. in the alleys.
0: Yeah, driving in runs. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Ah. All right, bro. Well, that was a good All right, one. Brother.
0: Have, a, have a great rest of the day. Chichi. You too, I'll, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. We're, we're getting the Lambuski on tomorrow. Yes, to talk finally. Yes, can't yeah, wait. Finally. That's going to be fun. Finally. All right, bro. Okay. Love yeah, bro. Love you. Love you, man. Hey, hey. congrats. Uh, not congrats. <laughs> Thank you to everybody. Congrats for listening <laughs> congrats to for us. Congrats for being Thank fans you. of ours. Congrats for being fans <laughs> of ours. And just keep doing what you're doing. You keep go. tuning in. We love you guys. Yep. Thanks for coming along with the ride. See you, buddy.